Uh, welcome to the Exposure Ninja podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about goal setting. Uh, now, goal setting can be quite an airy-fairy concept. Um, it's coming up to uh, New Year's and people are discussing New Year's resolutions. Normally, they don't go into enough detail to make those goals really concrete and really actually actionable. What we're going to be talking about today is how goal setting can be a really useful tool in digital marketing in order to actually plan your strategy over the next 12 months. Do you want to talk a little bit, Tim, about the the goal setting that you do at Exposure Ninja and how that how that works out for you? This is we, we, we've kind of figured out what the process that we go through, both consciously and, and subconsciously, each year with our own digital marketing, and also marketing that we're doing for people with consultancy and, and our done for you services and stuff like that. Um, so we've kind of boiled it down into the Exposure Ninja digital marketing goal setting plan. As you said, we've used this process over the last three years to double our sales each year. Um, And we also use variations of it the whole time. You know, sometimes it's subconscious, but these are the calculations that we're doing each time. Basically, the, the point of doing goal setting around digital marketing is that for a lot of people, when they think about something like SEO or social media or paid traffic, they're kind of you know, oh, here's a channel that I really want to target. I wonder what happened if I ranked at the top of Google. There's not really any purpose behind it. They don't really know where they're going with that. All I know is that I have this general goal to be bigger, to be more profitable. And I think that this thing could help. So the point of setting goals, and in particular, the, the Profit First framework, which we're going to be talking about today, is about making sure that all of this digital marketing is actually here to serve your business and take you to where you want to be rather than just being some activity which you might think is a good idea and that you'd like to try. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, so I, I love that idea that goal setting helps us kind of you know figure out what what digital marketing is actually going to be doing for our business and, and how we're going to be using that. That seems really fantastic to me because we often seem to get people come to us and, and they'll say, you know, uh, and we'll ask them, what do you actually want um, from your digital marketing? And they'll say something like more customers. Now, that's not a particularly concrete goal. So so when we are trying to put together a plan of how to achieve that, it, it tends to be, you know, quite wishy-washy and then nobody's really sure if we ended up kind of sticking to that plan. So with some strong goals in, you know, in place to begin with, I think that, you know, that the whole campaign would start from a much better footing than you think. Yeah, it gives it, it gives a, a good background about which channels you should be using. So if your if your goal is, for example, to 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 completely dominate a particular market, um, or you've got a really aggressive sales target, which is a long way away from where you are now, we know that certain channels are, are going to be more suitable for that than others. If your business is absolutely struggling right now and you need leads like this week, like yesterday then we know that other channels are going to be more useful for you. So kind of having the having the outcome in mind is, is, is quite important. It also gives an idea of scale too, because if say you're a brand new business, I was talking to someone on a consultancy, they're a completely new business. Their 12 month goal was to be the leader in their market. So we found the leader in their market. We deconstructed exactly what they were doing and Long story short, it's basically impossible for anybody to compete with that in 12 months without, you know, seven, eight figure budget. And these guys were coming along with a five figure budget. So it can kind of help people to set realistic goals based on, you know, based on the actual situation rather than just very kind of airy dreams, which also means that 
it's less disappointing along the way because you know exactly what you're going to be getting. You've got a clear plan to get there and it's all, you know, it's all solid. You can see progress along the way rather than just at the end of the 12 months, look back and say, oh, we're not the leader in our market. Damn it, that didn't work next year. So it it kind of helps to solid everything down and, and make it a bit more actionable. No, that's great. And it's worth pointing out as well that, you know, we like it uh, being an agency. We like people having a strong goal, but it is going to be a useful tool for people to be having, even if they're doing all of their digital marketing themselves. So yeah, it is worth pointing that out as well at this point. Let's get stuck in then and let's discuss uh, what is, the, so the first step is actually to to be looking at the profit, which we're looking to, to obtain over the next 12 months. So um, deciding on the profit. Why is it that you would start with, uh, with that as, um, as, as the, the first step rather than something like goals or, or something like, you know, number of sales or, or, you know, social media follows or anything like that? The reason that we'd start with profit is because without profit, the business won't exist, right? You can have a few unprofitable months. If you've got funding, you can have a few unprofitable years, but the business, you know, the profit is the oxygen to the business. So every decision has to be taken around profit. Some people have goals around number of social followers or something like that. Well, the thing is you can build a large social following if you just pour tons and tons of cash into Facebook ads for likes. That doesn't necessarily mean that you've got a profitable business. It doesn't necessarily mean that those fans are even targeted. If you're doing a good job of your digital marketing, you're going to have profit. So start with the profit. That's the thing which actually means something. And then you can work everything back from there. But it has to be focused on profit. Definitely. Yeah, I think I think that's probably not something that any of any of the people listening are going to disagree with. Uh, so <laughs> <That's true. That's laughs> how true. how is it that um, figure out a, a profit target then, you know, where would where would we get those numbers from? So that's a really good question. I'd always suggest that people think about the monthly profit that they need to make from the business. The reason we think about monthly is because when you're growing quickly, looking at a year on year basis is, you know, looking at an entire year and saying how much profit did we make over this year, then making some changes and seeing if you can beat it next year. That's too slow a feedback loop. So I'd always think about monthly profit. How you set that monthly profit target is completely up to you. I'd always suggest choose a number which is large enough to excite you. You need to be motivated to towards this. So whether you're materialistic and you've got a material goal which comes when you hit this profit number or, or whatever, it, it needs to be large enough to excite you. So it needs to be large enough that when you need to smash out some emails on a Saturday morning or you're up late at night or you'd rather not be working but you're having to work, that that goal needs to be big enough that there's a big enough draw towards it. Having said that, it needs to be achievable enough that you actually believe it. So don't set, if you're a brand new business, don't set your 12 month goal to be, I'm going to make 10 billion or even 10 million or whatever. If you don't believe it, you're going to completely disregard the entire plan that you make because on a subconscious level, you're, you don't, you know, you don't trust this thing that you've put together. If you don't believe the destination, you're not going to put the energy into following the plan. So it has to be large enough to excite, but not so large that you don't believe it. But it also alternatively has to be something that, you know, is actually going to be work for you to achieve, I would imagine as well. So if you set that budget so low that, you know, you're almost guaranteed to hit it just by getting a few more sales, then that's kind of a useless plan as well, right? I would take it. Yeah, pointless exercise, waste of time. Okay, cool. So maybe in order to get a specific figure, you might be doing something like, you know, um, taking your, your revenue currently and then and then multiplying that. 
Yeah, you could do. I mean, I'd, I'd definitely stick to profit rather than revenue because you might have large revenue, but you might have been making much profit. So, you know, as I said earlier, that profit is the oxygen that grows your business. So it's going to depend on, you know, what whatever the person's goal who's listening is. They have to choose their own number here. We can't give a recipe for what sort of monthly profit you should be aiming for. But I, I would find it difficult to believe that any business go, business owner wouldn't have a reasonably clear 12-month monthly profit goal. Okay, cool. So yeah, we've we decided on a, a reasonable goal. We need to tie this back to marketing and, and how we're actually going to achieve that. How is it that, that we would then move on from getting a profit target to, to an actual marketing plan based on that? Okay, so once you've got your profit target, you should know your um, profit margin. So you can use that to work out your revenue target. Once you know your revenue target, you can use uh, a formula called the 12 month customer value to find out how many new customers you need per month. If you head over to, I've actually put together a worksheet to calculate this. If you head over to ExposureNinja.com forward slash goals, there's a little exercise, there's a video and a worksheet that you can download, which helps you calculate. So the number that we're using is the 12 month customer value. It's like a variation of lifetime customer value, except that the lifetime customer value model is, is basically useless because nobody wants to wait an entire lifetime to get the cash back from the customer acquisition. Or you might not even know what your customer acquisition, uh, sorry, your customer lifetime is if you haven't lost all of your customers, right? We're five years old, we've got customers that started with us at the start. How do we know what our lifetime customer value is, right? It's a bullshit term. So instead, we use a 12 month customer value, which basically tells you how much each of your customers is worth on average over their first 12 months. So once you know your profit target, you can work on your monthly revenue target. And then you know how many new customers you need to get on average per month. From that, we can start to work out things like how many visitors to your website you need, and then we can start to work out the marketing channels that we need. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. We're starting to set homework on the Exposed Ninja podcast. This is great. Exactly. It's the most <laughs> important thing though. And the goal setting exercise, ExposureNinja.com forward slash goals, go and do it. It's actually, it's actually really fun and it will give you some really useful numbers as well. So it is homework, but it's more like, uh, you know, the homework at the end of term where you had to go and make your costume to wear on the last day of school. It's more like that homework. There is some maths in there, but it's all fun because it ends in money. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing, isn't it, that we've been trying to get over in, in, in the every episode, really, that, you know, these are something that you should actually go away and do. Like, we're not just discussing these marketing techniques because we want to sound intelligent. We're, we're discussing them because, you know, if you do these things, you should actually be, you know, making money for your business. I mean, the, the aim of this podcast is to double your leads and sales over the next 12 months. So if you manage to do that, you you need to be doing a bit of homework to achieve that really yeah and if you do that you'll then think that we're intelligent <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then you can tell us we're intelligent we like that okay so you've worked out the the monthly revenue how do we get from how do we get from you know the website visitors to the actual kind of revenue target so is that just a case of looking at things like your conversion values yeah so the once you've got your monthly revenue target how you work out how many visitors you need is you look at your conversion rate I'm not talking about Google Analytics conversion rate because Google Analytics conversion rate will tell you how many of your website visitors turn into leads or contact forms or whatever. If you're e-commerce, then it will tell you how many of your website visitors turn into customers. But for a lot of business, the analytics conversion rate is not their business conversion rate. So what I'm talking about here 
is how many visitors to your website do you get each month and how many customers do you get from those visits so actual paying customers once we know that conversion rate let's say that we get a thousand visitors to our website um, that leads to 10 customers per month for us so that's a one percent conversion rate so now if we know that we need to get say 50 customers in order to hit our revenue goals each month we know that we need 5000 visitors to our website so once you know your 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 kind of business conversion rate not just your analytics conversion rate you can calculate exactly how many website visitors you need and again if you head over to explosionengine.com/goals there's a little exercise thing which works it out for you so you just put in each of the numbers and it just tells you what your thing is so nice and nice and simple Okay, cool. So the first thing that comes to my mind is um, obviously if we improved the conversion rate for the website, then that would have a big effect on on changing some of these numbers, changing some of the, the values for your next 12 months. Do you think that that is something that people should be including in their calculations at this stage? Or do you think they should stick with you know some of the data that they've already got? For the purpose of this exercise, we're going to work off current data. Now, you're completely right. Double your conversion rate, you double your business. It's that simple. So of course, they should be doubling their conversion rate. People should also be doing other things like making sure that they're they're increasing the value of each sale as much as they possibly can. So basically three ways to grow a business. Increase the number of sales that you get. This is what we're looking at today. Increase the value of each sale and increase the frequency or the length of the lifetime of each customer that you get right so those are three ways more customers more profit per sale or more sales per customer right so those are three ways so you should be doing all of those anyway you should be working on increasing your conversion rate even just adding simple calls to action on you know home page and your key pages that could as much as double sometimes even more your conversion rate so do that stuff anyway but for the, for the purpose of this plan we're going to be really conservative and we're going to assume that all of the cro stuff you try turns to nothing and your conversion rate is exactly the same today as it will be over the next year now of course you're going to improve things you're going to make that even better so in a year's time you'll come back to us and say hey lawrence and tim you're such geniuses you didn't double my business you tripled my business but hey we can take it. For now, we're just going to focus on using current numbers. Okay, cool. So um, we're going to focus on yeah the on uh, increasing website visitors in order to uh, hit our goals for the for the twelve months. Now, there's a lot of different marketing channels that we could be using um, in order to get more website visitors. How would we kind of pick between those? What you know, is there any kind of obvious marketing channels? Any ones that you, people should definitely be using? Uh, any ones that are going to be a bit more advanced? Maybe that people should stay away with at the beginning or anything like that? Yeah, you probably know my favorite ones. It's SEO. Um, <laughs> There are loads of marketing channels that I wrote a list out and stopped at about 25 just for online traffic channels. So there are tons. And the typical approach when someone's setting goals or someone's thinking about business growth is, I'm just going to do everything. I'm going to set up my Facebook ads. I'm going to get my YouTube ads going. I'm going to get some email marketing. I'm going to get a new website. I'm going to start doing some SEO. And they kind of run into the middle of all of it. It's a little bit like a big uh, flock of gazelles and there's a cheetah that just runs into the middle of all of these gazelles. And he's like, oh, I'm really, really hungry. I want, want me some gazelle. He ends up scattering all the gazelles because he hadn't picked anyone off. He's just left on his own starving. If you watch a cheetah attacking a flock of gazelles, it tries to ignore all of the gazelles, just focus really intently on one of them and drag it down and gobble it up. 
So do exactly the same with the traffic channels. We say, we say to people, if you're going to be focusing on lots and lots of channels, that's great. Everybody should be focusing on multiple traffic channels, but pick them off one at a time. Put them in a prioritized list and pick them off one at a time because that'll get you better results. Some traffic channels are longer term. They take time to build. So something like SEO, for example, obviously takes a lot longer to get a website ranking than it does to get some Google ads up. However, the benefit of SEO even though it takes longer, once your site's ranking, the number of visitors that you can get is massive, right? It's, you're, you're appearing in front of people that are looking for exactly what it is that you do. So once you're ranking prominently for high quality and high traffic searches, you know, it can be very tempting to get lazy because you get so much traffic and it's so qualified that you really don't need to do a lot of other stuff. So SEO is my favorite traffic channel of all. However, there are some channels which are more suitable at different stages of the journey. So some something like Facebook ads or Google ads, uh, YouTube ads can be really quick to get visitors and traffic onto the site. If you need traffic right now, if you don't have the time to wait for SEO, then they can make a lot of sense. So it, it really depends on what your what your kind of launch, uh, what your, what your launch ramp is like, how much time you have and how aggressive you want to be as well. If you want to dominate a market, then you've really got to get some organic ranking on the go. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. So it's you kind of what you've done there is you separated the marketing channels into into long term channels and short term channels. So um, this might be really useful, obviously, to tie back to uh, the marketing plan, which we asked people to do. And that was that was your homework uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, so if hopefully you pause, maybe you pause the podcast and you've done that already. I don't know. Based on that marketing plan, you probably have a good indication of whether or not, you know, you've got money to invest and you're looking to grow the business as as efficiently as you can, or if you're looking for some for some short term gains and, and that would kind of, you know, would dictate which of these kind of channel options you would take, I suppose, at the point. Yeah. And you'd use a mixture. So you might start off if I was doing a plan well, like last time I did a plan for EN. So it's looking at, okay, we know that we need to have really good organic ranking. That's a long-term traffic channel. We know that we want to have really good organic social media visibility. That's a long-term channel. We know that we want to get featured in magazines and newspaper sites and those high authority sites, because that's a really good way to get seen. That's a long-term channel as well, because it takes time to build those relationships, takes time to do all the outreach to get in those places. We know that we want to do a lot of blogging. That's a long-term channel. We know that we want to be big on YouTube. That's a long-term channel. So those are all long-term channels, which we know that we want. But there's also short-term channels that we can use in the meantime, while those longer-term channels are building. And we can use them to, whether it's get some quick revenue now or split test different approaches and different lead magnets, so that when we've got that long-term traffic, when we're ranking well on Google, we know that hey, we know these pages work because we've just been driving Facebook ads to them for six months or whatever. So we'd say to people, if you're doing your plan, the first thing that you want to do for your next 12 months, write down all of the traffic channels, which you know you're going to want to test during this time. So SEO has got to be there. Organic social media probably should be there. It depends how how kind of mature your digital marketing is. Um, I definitely go for Facebook ads, Google ads, Google shopping ads. If you're e-commerce, they've got to be in there. Twitter ads kind of worth testing, but you know, yeah, there's a reason Twitter's struggling. LinkedIn ads, yeah, 
Again, if you're in that market, they can be good. They're so freaking expensive. Um, YouTube ads can be really good as well. YouTube is something that most of your competitors won't bother with because it's messy and it's annoying having to do um, having to make videos. Amazon, if you're an e-commerce business, again, that can be really good. So those are the kind of core staple ones that you're going to want to get in there. You're going to be blogging. Obviously, you're going to have to have a blogging strategy. You're going to be doing PR and digital PR probably as well. So those are kind of the core ones. And then it's just about prioritizing them in the order that, you know, suits your business. So let's get SEO started now, for example. Let's get your website optimized. Let's get starting to build some links. Then while Google's indexing all of that stuff that you've done, you can start playing with Facebook ads. Then you might add in some Google ads. Once you see that your Facebook ads are working, you might want to just try a different traffic channel. So Google ads, then we might want to start playing on social media more. So it really kind of depends on where the business is at and what the business owner feels energy towards the the traffic channels that you're most excited about. So just get them in a prioritized list. These are the channels that I'm going to want to hit. Then over the next 12 months, you know, you're going to be doing, say, you're going to be adding one or two a month, depending on how much time you've got available. So next to each one, just write down, I'm going to be doing this one in January. I'm going to get started on DPR in February. I'm going to be getting my Facebook ads on in March and then just stick to that plan. If you stick to that plan and you add one or two new traffic channels each month for a year, you won't even have to wait a year. Within six months, your business will be unrecognizable because this is just stuff that nobody thinks about. People just, you know, someone will buy some advertising when someone's being sold some advertising. They don't even, they don't treat this as like a proactive thing. So if you just consistently add new channels in the priority that, you know, in the, in the priority that makes sense for you, you you're going to be in such a different place next year. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's, yeah, that sounds like a, a lot of work, but I'm sure that it's going to be massively rewarding if somebody sticks to a, sticks to a plan like that. Well, it is a lot of work or you can ask us for help. But <laughs> even if you do it yourself, that's completely, you know, it is a lot of work, but hey, so is running a business. You think it's tough doing marketing, try running a struggling business. <laughs> a lot more work. <laughs> do you do you think um, a, an additional channel source, you know, sort of each each month is a, is a kind of realistic goal? Or is that a goal that would be kind of, you know, for a business that's that's got quite a few employees? What, what kind of size would you need to be at to be able to to achieve something like that? A business that has a lot of employees, if the business owner doesn't want to do it, they're going to say, oh, you know, I can't, I don't have time for all of this because I've got too many employees. A business which is just one person, if they don't want to do it, they're going to say, oh, I don't have time to add this because, you know, I'm having to do everything. The reality is, as a business owner, if you don't have dedicated marketing stuff, or even if you do, you want to keep an eye on it. But if you don't have dedicated marketing stuff, this stuff is up to you. You just have to find the time to do it. So I say a new marketing channel every month is more than achievable. Get it set up, have a play with it, see what happens. Now, if something's not working, if you try Google AdWords and it's just really not generating ROI, give it a good go. If you really can't get it to work, then just kill it off and move on to the next channel. But yeah, I mean, everyone should be able to try a new channel at least one per month. 
Okay. And um, so my next question is, um, you said you mentioned, obviously, yeah, trying it out and then killing it off. I mean, so, you know, one of the worst things that people could do is, is try something out, you know, and then get rid of it before it's even had a chance to be profitable. So I wonder whether or not, if you've got any advice there, obviously, what kind of time frame should somebody be be looking at in regards to trying out a, a new channel? Obviously, you know, there's, there's always going to be optimization, especially with, with, uh, with Facebook ads, Google ads, all, all the different advertising platforms. Platforms. There's always going to be optimization, so maybe it would start off not profitable, and then would change to a profitable campaign once it's got once it's got going. Yeah, totally. So how how much kind of you know how much t- time should we be giving something like that? So it, it depends on the channel. Um, if you're doing a paid channel like Facebook, Google ads, shopping ads, Twitter ads, LinkedIn ads, YouTube ads, Amazon ads, whatever, you're looking for a sign of life. So what you're really looking to see is is this traffic converting for me? If it is converting for you and you can see that within a month, then great. That says, okay, that's I'm going to buy another month and I'm going to try and tweak this to see if I can get it break even. If you can get it break even, great. Then the next thing is to get it profitable. So I wouldn't ever say, you know, give it X amount of time. You're looking for a sign of life, basically. So if we were running Facebook ads and we weren't seeing break even within a month, we would probably consider turning it off because we know Facebook ads and we know how to make offers. If we were starting Facebook ads from scratch, we might give it two or three months to get to profitability. Once you've got to profitability, then you scale it. With something like SEO or organic social media, with SEO, you're having to build loads of links or you're having to make loads of content. You're having to wait for Google to index it. With organic social media, you've got to build your audience. You've got to get loads of content on social in order for people to follow you and to find you. And then you've got to build a relationship with them. So those things are gonna take time. If you go into SEO or social thinking, hey, I'm gonna give it three months and see what happens, then you may as well not bother at all. With SEO, you should see ranking improvements within a few months if you're doing good work and you're working enough. if you, you know, after six months, you should see, you know, do you know what this is? This is clearly going to work for me. I'm, I'm seeing some improvements here. I've seen my traffic grow steadily. After 12 months, you should be pretty visible. So it depends how, how competitive your market is. But I'd say for these longer term ones, you think of it as a six month time investment. For the shorter ones, maybe two or three months, depending on how sophisticated and how well established your existing marketing funnels are. Okay, cool. Uh, my last question, just before we then move on to to the next uh, topic, um, in the uh, in the notes here, you put down as a lo- um, Amazon as a long term channel. I've not done it myself. I would have thought that setting a putting a product on Amazon is a pretty quick process, and then and then after that, there's not really anything to do. So I would have thought that was a short term channel. Can you give a bit more insight into why into why that's long term? Yeah, the reason it's a long term channel is because if you go onto Amazon and you look for, say, a new water bottle, you're going to see like 10,000 water bottles. Some of them are going to be rubbish and some of them are going to be awesome. Um, Some of them are going to have five stars and hundreds of reviews and some of them are going to have like no stars and no reviews. So building an Amazon listing and getting it ranking well on Amazon and doing all the testing and adding all the content and getting people to review it playing with your pricing, doing all of these sorts of things, which help you help boost your ranking, even building links to it, running some ads to it. All of that stuff is long-term work. So if you ask any successful Amazon seller, an Amazon product that's ranking well in the bestseller lists, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, you can run some ads to it. You, you're going to get some clicks. That'd be great. 
So in that sense, like Amazon paid ads, they might be a short-term channel, but actual organic Amazon listings are, are definitely a long-term channel. Okay, yeah, no, definitely. But reviews is take, takes a long time. I mean, no, exa- for example, obviously our Facebook reviews for Exposure Ninja, we've been growing those over the last 12 months and, and now they're at a pretty comf- comfortable kind of level. But obviously that has taken us you know, a, a year or so to grow those, hasn't it? Yeah, uh, I think we might actually be the best reviewed agency in the UK. The same with the Amazon reviews on our books, right? We've got, I don't know, I think at the moment we've got like 160, 170 odd reviews on how to get to the top of Google. But, you know, a few years ago, that was at zero. And anytime you set up a new thing, you're going to be at zero. You just got to, you got to get cracking. You know, there are things that you can do to speed that process up. For example, in our books, we always say, go to this page and fill in your details and you'll get free lifetime updates to the book. Well, the first email that you get once you fill that in is something that says, hey, I hope you're enjoying the book. Go here on Amazon and leave a review for it if you find it useful. Doing that gets you more reviews than your competitors because you're actually asking for them. If you're sending out physical products, then you can ship them with a little thing which says, hey, please leave a review. Amazon will follow up and they'll also ask for a review and just make something good and then you'll get more, you'll get better reviews as well. So um, yeah, you, you Things like reviews, you just got to plug away. Don't just leave it to chance. Don't just wait for people to happen upon you and decide to review you. Do as much as you possibly can to get their details and then specifically ask them to review and give them a reason why. Let them know that, you know, this makes a real difference to your business if people review you. If they like you and they like the product that you've just sold them, then they're going to do it. Just to let people know um, how to get to the top of Google, it's got 169 reviews at the moment and we're sitting on an average star rating of four and a half out of five stars. So yeah, that's that's your long-term goal, everybody. It is. No, well, that's <laughs> that's like a medium-term goal. Long-term goal is, you know, five figures of reviews. All right, yeah. yeah. It dep- I guess it depends on the market. Yeah, but, we're just getting that's, started, that's Lawrence. We're just getting started. <laughs> Think big, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, right. So we've, we've talked a little bit, we've talked well, quite a lot about long-term and, and short-term traffic channels. Is there any kind of more information you want to give people about how to prioritize, you know, which channels they should be testing first? Yes. I would look at if you've got any existing data. So let's say that you look in analytics and you see that you've got a lot of organic traffic coming into some blog posts, say, which is something that we see quite a lot for people that are active on their blog. That indicates that there's some potentially low-hanging fruit there. So if you're already getting a lot of organic traffic to your site, for example, then you might want to prioritize SEO because that's something that you could really kind of ramp up. And with a bit of conscious, focused effort, you could probably get significantly more with that. Another thing I do is have a look at what your competitors are doing. Now, you've got to be careful here because a lot of businesses have absolutely no clue about digital marketing at all. They might know one or two channels, and that's pretty much the extent of their digital marketing efforts. So you don't just want to blindly copy your competitors. But if you can see that they're doing well and they've put a lot of energy into a particular channel and they seem to be getting good results, then that's an indicator that this channel is right for you. So it really depends on on kind of what your market's doing as well. Uh, so so what would kind of your advice be if if you see that your competitors are not actually using a marketing channel? I mean, is that an indication that it's not going to work or? Uh, not necessarily. There's really, I guess there's like four things that that could mean. So the most common one, if you see that somebody's not using a particular channel, it's usually that that channel is too much work or they can't be bothered. Right. YouTube, we spoke about earlier, classic example. 
it's completely outside most businesses marketing plans because I'd have to make a video I don't really know how to do that then I'd have to go into AdWords and set up a YouTube campaign I don't really know how to do that I'll tell you what it's horrendously confusing in there as well so I totally get it but that's something that most markets just won't even bother with whereas writing a quick Google ad you know quick little text ad nice and easy anybody can do it with AdWords Express Google is put AdWords into the hands of many ignorant business owners just piling tons of money in and it makes it really easy. So on the kind of flip side of that, it means that AdWords is really, really competitive. You've got to be blazing hot to get good ROI. Whereas YouTube, much lower barrier to, uh, sorry, much lower bar has been set because people just don't do it. So it's, uh, yeah, you know, supply and demand thing. So if somebody's not using, if nobody in your market is using a particular channel, it might just mean it's too work, uh, too much work, sorry. It could just not be on their radar. So most businesses targeting B2B, they don't think of using Facebook because they think, oh, you know, the only people on Facebook are students or kids or whatever. Obviously, they're completely wrong. It's people sat on the toilet. And no matter what you sell, your customer sits on the toilet playing on Facebook. So, you know, that, that could work. It also, if you see a channel that's not being used in your market, it could be that your marketers have tested it and they couldn't get it to work. Now, maybe they tested it and they couldn't get it to work because it's just a rubbish channel and it just doesn't work for your market. Or maybe they tested it and it didn't work because your competitors suck. So they tried some Google ads, they sent the traffic to a horrible page, like they sent everyone to their home page. It didn't convert, obviously. And then they say, oh, Google AdWords doesn't work for my business or for my market. So they give up. So then you come and have a look, you see no one's using Google AdWords, you do a good job of it. And guess what, it works for you. So just because you see that no one's using it doesn't mean that it's, you know, to be avoided. Okay. Um, there's a couple of things I want to just add to that. So um, one thing you said was that, yeah, B2B companies, they tend not to work to, to think that Facebook's going to be a good marketing channel for them. Um, I mean, it, Facebook has over 85% saturation of, of the population in, in the UK and in the USA. So, you know, that's not really an excuse anymore. I don't think, you know, there's, there's almost zero, zero chance that your customers are, are not on Facebook these, at this, at this point. Exactly. And people are like, oh, yeah, but no one follows my page. Like we make whatever we make these really boring industrial widgets. No one really follows my page. So, why would, you know, they're not on Facebook. Well, they are. They're just not reading pages about really boring stuff. So you just got to think of an angle which is actually interesting to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the customers exist on Facebook. It's just, you know, e either it's going to be your targeting or it's going to be your your message, which is which we, which needs altering, I think. Um, and then the the last thing I want to say is that you know all of these these advertising platforms that we've discussed so so Facebook advertising YouTube advertising AdWords uh, LinkedIn Twitter they're all auction based every single one of these of these systems the the, ad, the adverts cost more if there's competition so what that says is that you know if if your competitors are not bidding in that auction then then the cost for those adverts is going to be pretty low so there's that that actually to me says that there's a good opportunity for that business as well because you know if nobody's bidding in that auction you can get you can get some really cheap ads so yeah that's worth i trying. mean the the exception is i think linkedin is probably the exception technically it's an auction but i think the trouble with linkedin is people think b2b and then you get all these dumb massive software companies that you know they don't track anything they run this 
really fluffy awareness crap on LinkedIn and it ramps up the the CPCs for everyone. And now you get to a stage where you've really got to spend, you know, 250 to five pound per click. And some of the traffic's good. If you can write a good campaign and you've got high enough value per sale, then, you know, you can make it work. Um, we can just about break even using LinkedIn, but it's not because loads of digital agencies are using a really good, are doing a really good job of LinkedIn. It's because there's a lot of idiots there um, and the platform is is fairly rubbish as well. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, so LinkedIn... To put it diplomatically. Yeah, LinkedIn does seem to be pretty difficult to get into. Um, <clears throat> right. So the the last thing we want to do then is kind of try and tile this together so so that people can actually go away and write these 12 months plans so let me see if i've got everything straight so first thing we want people to do is we want them to try and figure out what kind of profit they're looking to gain over the next 12 months um, in order to help people with that we've got some homework that people can do the link for that was exposureninjacom slash goals that's right. Don't call it homework, Loz. People won't do it. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's a fun exercise for money. <laughs> if if you're anything like me, you know you you enjoy sort of fantasizing about what you do if you won the lottery. That's that's how you can treat this. You know, if you once you hit that twelve month profit goal, you can fantasize about what you can be spending all that additional money on. So that's stage one is to to come up is to um, to go away and do that. Uh, then after that, um, we're going to be you should be able to use that in order to figure out the the num- the traffic numbers which you need in order to to achieve that profit goal. Uh, then the next stage would be to have a look at the different marketing channels which are available in order for you to to obtain that level of traffic. And then what we would do is we would prioritize those depending on if you're looking for short term or, or longer term uh, success from from your marketing. And then finally, you'd you'd you know focus on individual marketing channels, one or two each month uh, until you've until you've hit that that business goal. Is that about everything? Yeah, you got it. So it, it, I mean, the the whole process is worked through in this worksheet um, at explosionengine.com forward slash goals. So it sounds like a it sounds like a quite a long-winded process. The whole thing will take you between half an hour and an hour. And it will probably be the most useful thing that you do. You know, for me, it's the most useful thing I do all year. So hopefully people will find it uh, uh, useful, even if they, uh, you know, have to get the calculator out a couple of times. But that's uh, that's the basic process. Cool. Right. While we've got people over on the Exposure Ninja website, we should probably tell them that they should go over to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review sign up for their free marketing review if they haven't already done that. Uh, we'll, we'll work through your website and normally in a 20 to 30 minute video and we'll provide some feedback on, on the marketing that you're doing already and, and give some ideas about where you should go next with uh, with your digital marketing. Um, so if you're if you're looking for further help than uh, the worksheet gives you, that might be a good, a good idea. Uh, and then the last thing we want to do um, is uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you've got some value out of it, then please do give us a, a rating on whichever podcast platform you're using to listen to the to um, to this podcast on. Um, it really helps to get exposure out there to get people to actually find the podcast and to, and to grow our audience. So we'd really appreciate that as well. 